0: hello and welcome to episode 23 of coffee and jesus it's insane but today i have adrian lang with me
1: Woohoo!
0: Woo-hoo. <laughs> how's it going
1: it's going great yeah enjoying the sunshine
0: oh dude it's like we we live in oregon and yeah. we you know we don't really get hot weather but it's like i think right now it's like 85 yeah probably, and it's only like noon I know. And so it's pretty insane to think about. And like this weekend, it said it was supposed to be like 97.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> Isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah. It feels like California, but yeah. it's not.
1: It's the same in Amsterdam.
0: Where no I've way. Been. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like cloudy and gray all the time. Yeah. And anytime there's the slightest bit of sunshine, all of the duchies are out. Yeah. And just, you know, in shorts. And so I feel like it's too hot now because I'm used to
0: mm-hmm.
1: the rain. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot, it's 85 already.
0: Yeah. Are you more of like, like a sweatshirt shorts kind of person or like jeans tank top?
1: Jeans and tank top. Jeans and tank mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of like a sweatshirt guy. Okay. Big time. It's weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I love. I think it's the nighttime vibe. Like oh, okay, yeah. for me, I'm thinking about like having shorts because it's hot out, mm-hmm. but it's nighttime and I'm by like a campfire oh, making yeah. s'mores.
1: That's that's fun. Like mm-hmm. at the beach. Yeah, oh, yeah. especially
0: at the beach. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, in this podcast we like to talk about coffee, and so for me today I had like I had my ice vanilla latte. It was good, but yeah. it was at Cafe Moo oh okay yeah at first i went to mugs and it was just closed again again that's so sad i know
1: i keep trying to go since being back and they're uh-huh. always closed when yeah, i try to go what the heck it's really sad
0: i know i hope they know like they got they got a lot of people coming we expecting them coffee i know yeah.
1: it's so sad
0: yeah cafe is pretty good though do you know where that is
1: yeah i've been there once i had a chai there it was pretty good okay yeah
0: mm-hmm. Do you have coffee today
1: I did not. I do not do caffeine, so no I have way. my hydro flask of water.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's
1: good times. I saw. It.
0: I watched a podcast once, and this guy had like a sixty-four ounce like hydro that was full of Kool-Aid.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> I know, no. and it was like
0: he lives in like California, so it's like steaming hot. Just drinking oh, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Uh-uh. Isn't that nut like nuts?
1: I do not like Kool-Aid.
0: No. It's super just tangy and bad.
1: It's like if you don't mix it just right, it gets all weird with like yeah. the powder. Yeah. Like, oh no. I know.
0: I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just like I need something else right now. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, I really appreciate you coming here today and being in my podcast. And I know for what i know what you've been doing so far traveling and really mm-hmm. sharing the gospel throughout even you're so young still i feel like <laughs> we're so young and you're doing so much already and i truly feel like you have that evangelistic gift in you i oh, think and it's super exciting to see what's in store for you and so even for me i don't really know a ton about it i just know the word amsterdam yeah and that you're pretty much you were there. (laughs) That's pretty much all I know. Yeah. So maybe just starting off, just kind of share like, how's it been? What have you been up to?
1: All right. So kind of for the last nine months, I've been working with YWAM, Mm -hmm. which stands for Youth with a Mission. I did a discipleship training school with them in the fall, last fall um, in Kona. And then Mm -hmm. I went on an outreach, which is like missions to Choma, Zambia. I was there for a month and then I went to the Tenderloin District of San Francisco and I was there for six weeks and yeah. basically we did a lot of evangelism um, the goal of an outreach is to try and push yourself to do like all sorts of forms of yeah evangelistic ministry mm-hmm. so I preached into a megaphone and had to have a translator in Dang. the markets of Zambia yeah. and then we preached in schools, we preached um, we did sports ministries, we did all sorts of things to try to gather a crowd and like actually share the gospel and it was really cool to see how people there were really receptive and wanted to hear what we had to say um and then going to San Francisco was all about urban ministry and working with the homeless and how do you provide um not just like meeting needs practically but also like showing them that we love them they have um they carry the image of God in them and so that was really cool I really loved especially the urban ministry is definitely Mm. where my heart is at yeah um and then after that I went to Amsterdam to do a Bible school and that was just wild. I I think in the middle of my discipleship training school during the lecture phase, um, we were doing some intercession and we were praying and I remember God all of a sudden being like, oh, I've called you to Amsterdam and, and yeah. I'd never heard God speak like that before
0: wow. and I
1: did not. I was like, this is nuts. Like, yeah. But I mean, those kinds of things always happen in DTS where God, because you're choosing to lay your desires down, then God speaks so clearly. Right. And so I was like, okay, like, I don't know when, but I guess I'm yeah. going to Amsterdam. And then on my outreach, um, I saw that Amsterdam was running a Bible school and I really had wanted to go to one because yeah. even though I grew up in the church and I grew up with parents who were very involved and, um, yeah, I think this church is really centered around the Bible. I didn't feel like I knew the Bible very well. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I definitely want to know, like, not just like have read through it but mm-hmm. like understand the context and what does it mean practically for us today yeah um and so i applied and got accepted but i had no money because i was living my best missionary life yeah <laughs> and yeah. um so i just kept praying about it and i was like god if this is really where you want me you have to provide because you know right. financially i'm in the middle of outreach i can't just like get a job i don't mm-hmm. have i used my savings to do Um, the discipleship training school and Mm. so I was kind of slowly receiving some funds from people but then on debrief in Kona um, I set up like a fundraising booth and I was just expecting to make like I don't know maybe a hundred bucks like I was like I'm not gonna make a lot and this lady this complete stranger came up to me and was like oh my gosh you're going to Amsterdam that's crazy and then she left, and I was like, all right, whatever, chill. She yeah. comes back, and she's like, no, actually, I feel like I want to fully fund you to go. Yeah, And wow. so she ended up writing me, like, a check for a very big amount of money, yeah. and I was like, okay. So that was crazy. Wow. Um, so I spent the last three months um, reading through the entire Bible in chronological order and listening no to lectures wow. and um, having my mind blown. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, that is yeah. wild. Wow. I've never... I've never, like, actually, like, sat down and, like, chronologically read through the entire Bible. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What was kind of, like, what kind of, like, helped you, like, focus on, like, doing that? Because that's, like, you can say you want to do it, and everyone in, like, the 1st of January is always like, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And then it's, like, you know, two weeks go by, and they're stuck in Genesis still or something. Yeah. How did that kind of help you?
1: Oh, I think the schedule. Um schedule. Because it was built around reading the Bible. So mm. we were, this was like 10-hour days. We would have a um, lecture in the morning for three hours on, you know, Genesis week, Origins week, um, or like wherever we were in the Bible. Yeah. And they had these really awesome speakers that were trained Bible teachers. And, I mean, I had so many questions. Yeah. And they could answer them. And then we would have three hours in the evening of practically reading through the Bible. Wow. And so we read all together as small groups, I think around eight or 10 people in each group. Mm-hmm. And then we also learned how to do an IBS, which is um, inductive Bible study Yeah, and terrible acronym. I don't know why they picked that. <laughs> but, um, and so we learned how to um, answer some of the questions that you have within the text, instead of immediately jumping to commentaries or outside sources, because okay. um, the goal of a, this particular Bible school was to learn how to Form your own opinions and interpret the text yourself instead of always relying on other people's opinions. Yeah. So
0: that's good. Mm Mhm. Wow. Yeah, because that kind of helps you, like, move forward and just reading on your own. Yeah. And like not having to be like, well, I can't do it today because I don't have my speaker. Right. It's like you get to be able to learn how to interpret scripture. Yeah. And just have that personal, even that is such a good gateway to have that personal relationship with God. Yeah. Where it's like you have a speaker always with you you Mm -hmm. have jesus with you kind of helping you discern just scripture and i love that too all the time just that personal touch to it and yeah yeah wow that's a lot that's so cool
1: yeah it was so cool to get to do that and i think one of my favorite things about the bible school when you're Mm -hmm. practically reading through is they had us highlighting four different things we were looking for um, god's redemptive plan and so that was what really helped me through Some of the books that you get so stuck in, like Leviticus. Oh yeah. I used to hate Leviticus. (laughs) All the like, oh my gosh, I was like, what do these laws? Like, what is God doing? I do not understand. But when you're learning to filter the Bible through, what is God doing? God's ultimate plan for redemption is Jesus and salvation. So what is He talking about now, in Leviticus? And then learning to recognize, like, God wants to dwell with us, and Leviticus, the laws, you know, being able to be holy so we can be with God. Mm. obviously ultimately ended up in pointing towards jesus but it's just like so interesting to learn like oh snap it's not god just being like oh like here's all these rules and right yo you broke one yeah like (laughs) so it's pretty cool my bible is so many colors now yeah (laughs)
0: that's great i know i really i really appreciate the old testament even right now i'm reading through like samuel first samuel second and Mm -hmm. just like understanding like like what you said, just, like, God's divine plan through Jesus, and just, we need the Old Testament to, like, understand how broken we were, how lost we were without Jesus, and, Mm -hmm. like, so many people I know, like, even today, even, like, culture today wants to just get rid of the Old Testament and Mm -hmm. just say, Jesus, Jesus loves everyone. Everything is just love now. Right. There's no, like, you're not wrong in this you can be yourself in this way and be doing whatever you want Mm -hmm. and then because like I feel like there's such a big like aspect of both being saved understanding God's love for us but also saying no to the things that are wrong and what the Bible says is sinful Mm -hmm. and just like have you like met people like that where it's just like definitely yeah just like two people like one person at church but then outside it's just like Oh, yeah. What are you doing, man?
1: Yeah. It's definitely hard to want to like engage in relationship with them because you're like, oh, you're not even listening. How are you going to Yeah. How are you gonna keep seeking Jesus if you're all about like the surface level and mm-hmm. like appearance driven? Right. I think that's what's really hard is when someone is very much mm-hmm. wanting to put on like the persona of oh I, I'm a Christian, I love Jesus, but then on the inside, you know, you see it slipping out and yeah. you just know like it's kind of festering. Yeah. And I think like I definitely used to struggle with that because I felt a lot of pressure with parents so involved in the church to like, Same. oh, I'm the good Christian yep. girl, okay, you know, helping in Sunday school from age 12 whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I think going to DTS helped me make the connect of like, hey, like we're all sinners and so no one's going to look at me and be like, oh my gosh, you don't get to be here or whatever. Yeah. And that like bringing that out into the light Mm. then I think is what really helps like having humility because then you can find people who are not just willing but want to walk with you and want to mentor you because I think especially here at the River Center there's a lot of people who are so mature and Mm -hmm. have so much wisdom and want to pour into people like me who are a lot younger and when this generation stops walking in pride and says like stop saying that they you have it all figured out and, you know, know exactly what they're doing because I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because so many people my age are like, I don't need help. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm like, (laughs) do you know something I don't know? I do not know what I'm doing. Right. But, like, having the humility to, like, be honest and bringing those, the sinful or shameful parts into the light then I think allows, um, A, Jesus to bring freedom, but also other people to walk with you in that.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's so good. And just, like... I think that's so good for even, like, everyone listening right now. Just, like, our age. Just Mm -hmm. always thinking of it, like, for me, I always think of it as a journey. Yeah. Even, like, when I'm, like, 90 years old, like, I still don't want to feel like there's nothing left I can learn Mm -hmm. or do. And it's, like, I always want to be in that place where, like you said, like, humility Mm -hmm. towards God's plan in our lives and growing and just saying, like, we don't, we're we're probably never going to figure it out (laughs) like at the end of the day but it's like that's also the fun of it is Mm -hmm. we're always like learning new things and like one thing that like the river center is doing too which i'm really excited for is really we're entering a time where our focal point right now for this church is to build up church leaders and to actually start like church planning like strategizing and Mm -hmm. going out and like, I was just about to ask you, like, what would be, like, one one thing that you would, like, tell someone, like, probably, like, our age or even older that's interested in being, like, hey, like, I need to, like, I want to be part of, like, being a church leader mm-hmm. in church or I want to be willing to go. Like, how do I become more willing? Because saying you're willing but then thinking about, like, oh, I got a job. I got right. this. I got that. And I think you already talked a lot about it is just being humble and Mm -hmm. just being full of humility towards God's plan first and do you have like any other things you want to like talk about that
1: I think being faithful in the small things Okay. um, because I think like it's really easy to be like oh like I would go if God was like here's your big Mm -hmm. here's your moment like you know go do this but when you're willing to be obedient in the small things, in the day-to-day, because, like, people have jobs, and right. they're not only oh, they have kids. They're not always in a place where mm-hmm. they can just, like, uproot their whole family and go move to Zambia or yeah. plan a church somewhere. But being faithful, you know, in the small things that – because those – that's what really matters. That's what builds character. Mm. That's what builds you up. That's what builds other people up. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think about the parable where uh, Jesus gives the parable where he gives the people – ten talents and then like five talents and then Mm -hmm. one talent and the people who were faithful with what little they had received more yeah and so like i want to be faithful with the little things that i have and whether that's just like okay i'm here at church how can i serve you know helping in youth group or helping teach sunday school those little things that don't feel like a big deal but they really are and then continuing to do that in the bigger things as you're able to
0: yeah oh that's so good yeah i just That makes me think about just like how much I like need my personal like devotional time Mm -hmm. with God like like I know it like doesn't like change my relationship with God where it's like oh he's not loving me anymore if I don't read the Bible today or anything but it's like I have so much motivation and like strength and just comfort when I am walking away from a time with God just like in the car or just like at home, just reading the Bible or journaling. That's just like, I'm just like really happy for what God has given us through scripture Mm -hmm. and just like this free relationship we get to have with God that we just can just hang out just like this, like literally just have conversations with God. Mm -hmm. And I guess that points me to my next question is like, um, for usually with this podcast, I like to kind of hear from each speaker and just, like, understand how you first came about hearing from God. And I know everyone is so uniquely different. For sure. But we all have that relationship with God. And Mm -hmm. so how did that kind of go about?
1: Yeah, well, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in the River Center. I have only ever attended this church. Same. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, get it. Um, So I grew up in a very strongly Christian household. Um, I guess I was three when I accepted Jesus into my heart but it definitely wasn't like real if that makes sense until I was I think 11 um my family went on a missions trip to Ethiopia some of our friends became missionaries and we were bringing them supplies my dad was going to do some work for them and I think seeing seeing people who are willing to live Mm -hmm. in you know on the other side of the world yeah not with like barely functioning like electricity like we were there for a month the electricity was out like most i think the whole month
0: Jeez. and
1: just seeing like people mm. who were willing to do that for jesus made mm. it become real because it wasn't just like a, oh like we go to church on sundays and you know i swear mom and dad are always at the church yeah but it was like oh like this is real and then um i think when i was 14 i was at a christian leadership camp and They were doing some sort of altar call. I don't remember the specifics, Mm -hmm. but they had said something about, like, you know, maybe some of you have been a Christian your whole life, but you don't want Jesus to just be, like, the Savior where, you know, he is your Savior, and then, like, okay, that's good. But you want him to actually, like, be in control. And I was like, oh, 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 my, like, (laughs) yes, I do. And so I think just that kind of sparked, like, a slow and steady, like, um, continuing to grow in my faith where I just started realizing, like, Not only is this real, but um, God does care about us individually and like as a church body. Yeah. Um, I think right after that we started, I moved very suddenly and there's a lot of health issues that I've struggled with, but learning to find and see that God cares about those things, even if they seem small, um, really helped solidify my faith. And I think that's when I really started to hear him speak and hear him, um, definitely heard him more clearly in DTS. Yeah that was wild but um <laughs> even just in the daily I definitely learned how to listen and hear
0: yeah that's mm-hmm. so good okay wait before we do another question or something you should tell us what DTS means
1: oh did I not say it good now. because I'm like at... discipleship training school
0: okay I knew it was something to do with it
1: I always forget yeah I always like yeah, I was sharing at the women's ministry one time and oh. I like launched into the thing, and then, like, halfway through, someone was like, What is a GTS? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Discipleship Training School. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think you really like that, really, like, connects with me a lot, too, with like a lot of like my journey as well, is just the more I start to be honest with God mm-hmm. and just like actually share my feelings with Him. Like I understand that he's hearing me like yeah. every part of it, like he doesn't want you to like like in my in the past, I'd always like think about something that and I was like thinking about something like angry or nothing like I should be thinking about, and then mm-hmm. trying to like push it away, and not just like God, why like here's these thoughts I'm having, I'm just I need you to help me out here, yeah, and not just like hiding stuff from God, For just sure. being honest,
1: yeah. I think that was so cool in reading through the whole Bible and seeing mm. how like, I mean, Job asks some pretty funny <laughs> yeah. questions that God, but even like in the New Testament, when Lazarus dies and yeah. Mary, is, Mary Magdalene is just so overwhelmed and... I mean, I just, like, one line hit me so hard when we were reading through it. I almost started crying, I remember, because Jesus, like, comes to her, and she says to him, and I can't imagine saying this to Jesus, but she says to him, like, if you had been here, he would not have died. Uh, And I was just like, ooh, I don't, like, like, (laughs) Jesus welcomes our honesty, but, oh, man, that's hard to be able to, like, especially because Mary Magdalene had already had, like, the demons cast out of her. She knows he's the son of God. But just being able to be that deeply honest with God, I think is so cool because He wants that. Yeah. We don't have to pretend with Him.
0: Right. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Uh, And then one thing that I was thinking about is that we're, so our church is like really, our heart is the church plant. Mm -hmm. And especially right now, things are moving forward where building up leaders, building up teams to go out is such a prime, like, focused right now. Yeah. And so with you having experience going out, like what would you kind of like like a good like advice or tip about like going into a community where you have like no idea at first like what you're going into, but yeah. like you have a passion for that spot and mm-hmm. especially for Amsterdam. Yeah. It's like how what are your kind of like what's your thought process in going to a city that you're passionate about? But you're not connected to the community yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, so especially for me, um, I'm going back to Amsterdam. Mm. I don't know the exact timeline. I'm hoping to go back in February for a two-year commitment. Okay. Ultimately, I'd like to be there long term. But I think, like, the main thing is, like, putting yourself out there once you get there. And that's really hard for me because I'm extremely introverted. Yeah. And so already being in a new place. I'm mm. like, okay, that's enough new people, Yeah, but not just relying on, like, okay, you're wanting to plant a church, so you go with a certain amount of people, not just relying on them, but, like, forcing yourself, if you're me, or if it comes naturally, that's mm-hmm. great, <laughs> but putting yourself out there, and, you know, even little things like going to coffee shops, and um, going to, like, local businesses and stuff to meet new people, and to um, learn the culture, especially if you're going to, into cross-cultural missions, because, um I know like Amsterdam has a very similar vibe to Corvallis, Oregon, which is great. It feels very similar, but at the same time, it's very different and it's easier to, like it's, I think it's harder to reach people when you don't understand the culture and even though it's still first world and most people speak English, you know, understanding where they're coming from and their culture is so important and so definitely like putting yourself out there and investing into people who are not within your immediate, Mm. you know, not just your family, not just your friend group that moves with you or whoever goes with you, but being willing to try new things and when the community puts on events, like, going to those because I think that's what speaks so clearly about your character is that you're willing to invest in other areas of the community.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Mm -hmm. So would you say, like, because that's a really good point, is just, like, in order to get connected is first to, like, understand what – The people there really enjoy or what they prioritize. Mm -hmm. So would you say like that's probably like one of the biggest things that's helped you in the past is like being involved with those kind of like events?
1: Yeah, I think especially seeing um, YWAM Amsterdam's Mm -hmm. model because they um, own four buildings within the community and two of them are um, one of them is the Tabernacle, which is their um, prayer. And worship building, and then okay. one of them is the Cleft, which is their Red Light District ministry, and both of those are in within the Red Light District okay. um, in Amsterdam. But one of their other buildings is apartments on the top, but on the bottom, it's a coffee shop, and they have an art gallery, and they do community events all the time. Wow. And Amsterdam is a very artsy city. Yeah. So the people love like, I don't know. They just had this event. I wasn't there because I'm here now, but they just had like a hip hop and chess night, and if you could beat yeah. certain staff of Amsterdam, then you got free coffee and um, That's cool. People from Amsterdam love and really value good coffee and good yeah. art and good conversations. And so I think engaging with like kind of the quirkiness of like what the people really love, Right. which is like the really weird, you know, like I would just <laughs> yeah. combine hip hop and chess. That does yeah. not go together in so my different. mind. Yeah. But people love it. And so yeah. like knowing that and putting on free events where like maybe people who aren't Christians can come together and have good conversations but also like feel welcomed. I think sometimes yeah. it's easy to just put on events that are just, like, Christian. Right. And then people don't feel like they are welcome or, you know, invited. And even seeing – there's a huge Syrian and um, Pakistani refugee um, community within Amsterdam. Mm. And while I was there, the base actually hosted a Pakistani wedding. And yeah. all of these people were Muslim. But, you know, they felt welcomed. And I just yeah. thought that was so cool that by fostering relationships – and welcoming people who don't look like us, who don't talk like us, who have different, even different religions than us. They're building those like pathways to have those deeper conversations that you can't always have right away. And I think no matter where your church planning, whether that's just within Oregon or just within the U.S., like there's different cultures and different mindsets within different states or different cities. And so understanding that I think brings so much more fruit. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's so good. Well, I really, really, really appreciate your time here for and sure. just having you on the episode. And it's just super amazing to hear like all the time about what you're doing. And we get your we get your emails right still when you oh, yeah. go out. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. And I love how your family's so involved with our church too. Just so much in store for you and your family. It's really exciting. Thank you. Well, yeah. Any last thoughts?
1: Uh, I'll be fundraising, so everybody should stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. That'll be great. love <laughs> fundraising. <laughs> yeah. It's a part of being a missionary. Yep,
0: yep. God do it. Oh, yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hope you all are having a great week and have an iced vanilla latte.